the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Andrea K Show on AM 1170. The Answer is sponsored by Andrea K. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred seven pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Good evening and welcome to the Friday night edition of the Andrea K Show. Getting a little sentimental. This is my last Friday night show from 9 to 10 here, at least for the time being. I've had a phenomenal time hanging out here on Thursday and Friday nights with Engineer Todd. Yeah, well, now I'm excited. I have a reason to look forward to Mondays. Yay! Good answer. And I didn't even have to bring him a donut for him to say that because he's on the carrot sticks now. Um, but yeah, I'm moving to Mondays from 8 to 10 p.m. Pacific. I'm loving, we, we did a trial run this past Monday, a few days ago, and I'm loving the new format because I get to spend a little bit more time on each topic and I don't have to cut things off uh, quite so quickly after an hour. And so that's the start of things. We're going to see how that goes from 8 to 10 on Mondays. See about maybe even adding some more days. Sitting in with me tonight, and of course every night that I can have her at least, is the legal libertarian analyst for the show, Alicia Dern. Hey, Andrea, how are you? I'm good. I'm glad to have you back. Woohoo! Woo-hoo! Hey, you know what? I'm on Twitter. In addition to being here in the studio, uh, Alicia and I are on Twitter and Facebook. So I'm on Twitter at Andrea K Show, and I'm also on Facebook under Andrea K. And I also have, if you haven't already figured it out, in addition to my regular Andrea K uh, profile, I also have a fan page. So feel free to click like on me there. I'm going to start posting more there. And Alicia is also on Twitter and on Facebook. And she always tweets out, as well as post on Facebook, some really great free legal advice. It's free, people, with her Bellatrix Daily Brief. Right, Alicia? That's right. Every day. Every day she does it. Not very many attorneys are giving out free advice. Uh, And she is a business uh, attorney, by the way. So the advice she gives out is real and it's of use. You know, it's not as though she's some criminal attorney out there giving out free advice. Although many of the Andrea K. Show fans might find that useful at some point, Alicia. (laughs) 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 Well, I don't know. You never know what life will bring. You never know. And it is also Friday night. We're going into the weekend. Um, Tonight's show Kind of, you know, it always seems like there's a theme that emerges. On last night's show, we spent a lot of time talking about um, business, you know, some businesses that were still open. I don't know why. Businesses like the Hillary Clinton campaign and her dopey foundation. We still got an open border uh, situation. We've got the Iran um, nuclear deal, which we didn't have time to talk about last night. We're going to get into that. But their business of destroying Israel and America through a nuclear program is still alive and well. That business is still uh, open. So tonight's theme seems to be, as I was looking about the topics for tonight, including economics, uh, it seems as though the through line is really that all lives matter. And it's really shocking to me that we've gotten to a place of society, Alicia, in America to where to say all lives matter is like hate speech now because your your life is supposed to not matter as much um, is the implication. Of course, I'm referring to the Black Lives Matter movement, which started after Ferguson. Um, so now because that's become their mantra of as victims, that you're not allowed to say all lives matter. And as I look at the topics for tonight, I want to revisit what's happening over in the Middle East, because Christians, there's a new article that's come out in New York Magazine about the persecution, the ethnic cleansing of Christians around the world. And this is a story that nobody's really talking about. I mean, I talked, I think, on Monday Night Show about the Yazidi gals who's formed their own army over there because, you know, they're just Yazidi women in Iraq are being raped and murdered and tortured. And they said they formed their own army. But other than that, nobody's really talking about the story on mass and how there is a global anti-Christian movement going on in the Middle East and around the world. Don't those lives matter? 
you know, we've been talking about the Planned Parenthood situation. Don't those babies' lives matter? I mean, we've got a Democrat party, Alicia, that's constantly trying to push more and more regulations onto the American people through the EPA. You know, if you don't want to go with their regulations, then, you know, you don't care about, you know, children drinking clean water. If you say that you want immigration laws enforced, then you don't care about, you know, poor kids. Meanwhile, you know, the, the same left isn't doing anything, don't care about those lives. So there's hypocrisy there. Um, you know, what about the lives of everybody economically, Alicia? There was not one question posed. We're going to get into economics tonight. Nobody's lives are going to be for the better. Everybody's lives are going to be destroyed if we don't get back on track economically. Not one question was posed in the GOP debate on Fox News about economics. Not one. And we are we are at a crisis point economically in this country. And we've I've got uh, some topics to and articles to get into that later. So what about our economic lives? People tend to, tend to think that economics is so dry and it doesn't really have an impact on us. Well, it's going to have an impact on all of our lives, Alicia, if we don't get back, back on track or we're going to be facing something far worse than the Great Depression. Also, what about the lives of families going on out there? We've got some really disturbing news stories that, you know, are kind of funny in some ways, but kind of not because part of the so many of the stories that we have going on in our nation have to do with the destruction of values and the destruction of family in this country. And to see some of the things that are going on as, as a nation in terms of like this Ashley Madison story, uh, the subway story with Jared, which is really creepy and disturbing. Uh, those ev- all these stories affect lives and everybody's lives matter. But if you say that, then you are a racist or you don't care about black people. We have so many people's lives who are being being jeopardized or being hurt in, in some way or another. And it's necessary for Americans to recognize it, to understand it, and to push for legislation to protect everybody's lives. Am I wrong, Alicia? No, you're you're absolutely right. And I really like the fact you brought up uh, economics as being a, a major part of our lives because when when we all become poor, that impacts your life in so many imperceptible ways. And everything from your happiness factor to your ability to uh, to have a legacy for your family or to get health care. So, you know, us getting sucked dry on the economics, that's important. And it, we're becoming enslaved to, to this government. Yeah, absolutely. And and one of the reasons why we've got to talk about that is that if you say that you want to, you know, immigration is, is the biggest hot button. Immigration and Planned Parenthood are the two biggest um, issues that we've we've got right now as a nation in terms of hot topics, really. And the immigration is so big because Americans understand when we the real ec- Employment, unemployment numbers are well into the double digits, particularly in the minority communities. The left wants to act as though black lives matter. But yet, meanwhile, they're they're having economic policies that are just destroying that community. And one of the ways they're destroying it is with the flood of illegals here. They're saying, oh, the the illegals come here and take jobs that Americans won't take. Well, first of all, I don't believe that for a second. I I don't I don't believe that. And we have a black community that's saying, don't give our jobs away. One of the reasons why the Republican Party won a majority in the fall was because black Americans started to peel off from the Democrat Party. And they started saying, you know what, we're being we are being enslaved by the Democrats. And, you know, their economic policies are not helping us. We put all of our weight behind the first black president and we are nowhere. In fact, our unemployment is higher than it's ever been. Our pay has gone down. And prices for everything have gone up. You look at the grocery store. I'm paying $5 for a dozen eggs. I was not paying $5 for a dozen eggs when Obama took office. And I also don't understand why when he took office, it was $1.80 something a gallon uh, for gas while a barrel of gas was close to 100 We're now down to $40 for a barrel of gas, and I'm still paying 4 bucks a gallon. And that's because of government regulations and taxes, Right. Yeah, that's 100% right. It's it's government regulations, it's taxes, and it's the monetary policy of the Federal Reserve. And I and I yeah, and I contend that there is a movement going on here that there is Clower Piven going on that that part of them bringing a, an influx and an invasion across our borders because if it, Bobby Jindal said it. He said if you're not coming here to assimilate, you're you're just part of an invasion and that's what's going on here. That's their motivation for coming here. The Democrats motivation for doing it is to increase the dependency class. I think that they know well that we're on the brink economically and I think that it's a part of the plan you got to break the system. It's 
kind of like boot camp. You know, they bring the Marines down here to MCRD and they wear them down and they break them until they're finally begging for mercy. And then they're built back up under the image of the Marine Corps. And that's kind of the, the premise that's going on here. They're going to break the back of the American people. Obamacare was just one step towards single payer system. They want to make it so painful on the American people that they're going to beg for a Canadian one party system. So we got to get into economics tonight because all lives do matter and all of our lives are going to be affected with as Americans with the economic situation we've got going on right now. All of our lives are going to be matter and all of our lives are being jeopardized with radical Islam, which is about conquest. And they're about destroying Christians and anything, any part of the West. And everybody's lives matter. Also, when it comes to, um, well, white people. You know, we are at a place in society now to where we're being told that we need to be ashamed to be white because there's white privilege. And we've even got schools that are telling people and telling teachers that they need to to speak openly about being ashamed of being white. Everybody's lives matter right here tonight on the Andrea K K show. So don't change that dial because we come back. We're going to get into it on the other side. Eleven seventy, the answer. Everywhere you go on iHeartRadio. Want to start living better, longer? Levita Compounding Pharmacy can help. Proudly improving the lives of over ten thousand patients, preparing personalized medications with the highest care, quality, and safety. Voted Union Tribune's best local pharmacy, Levita specializes in bioidentical hormones, prescription skin care, transdermal pain creams, and more. Let us help you find the path to living better, longer. Visit us at LevitaRx.com or call 866-507-1990. I'm Nicole Donnelly, and for over 20 years, I've owned and managed Miramar Kitchen and Bath with one goal in mind, to offer great service and great value. Just listen to what our customers are saying. Service was excellent. Easy process, start to finish. We are really happy with our new bathroom. We've already talked to them about redoing our kitchen. They have our complete trust. Call Miramar Kitchen and Bath, 858-271-8434. Or visit my showroom, just one half block off Miramar Road on Commerce Avenue. Contractors license 657-333. Kitchen and Bath. Convenient homestyle recipes and unique menu favorites. Sombrero, your place for San Diego style Mexican food. Roll tacos, California burritos, and don't forget your salsa. Sombrero Mexican food. We get it too. AM 1170theanswer.com. Hear us anywhere in San Diego and the world. AM 1170. The answer. Welcome back to the Andrea K show. Glad to have you here with me. Before the break, we were talking about there's this movement going on around the nation, you know, that, you know, Black Lives Matter. And if you say, I almost felt bad for Hillary Clinton the other day. If you say all lives matter, you know, you got to walk it back. That's like hate speech nowadays. Um, but one of the things that, but I tell you why I don't feel sorry for her is because she's part of the political class and their lives, I guess, are more important than the rest of ours. And they get to get away with stuff that we don't get to get away with. Um, I've got sitting in with me tonight, Alicia Dern. I feel no ways tired. No, she don't. I come too far <laughs> from where I started from. Nobody told me that the road would be easy. Ooh, speak it. <laughs> Speak it, Hillary. Spirits come out. Woo, I've been cleansed, Alicia. (laughs) Hillary and her... What? I got to tell you, my favorite thing about her press conference on Tuesday, when she's getting really testy with Fox News asking her about email gate, is that she was wearing an orange suit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All she needed with the, was the numbers across the chest, right? <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> now, seriously, though, okay, collect myself. Um, personal device. Here's the latest, so even since then. Okay, she's had these personal devices because, accordingly to her, originally she had to set up that server, right? Because she just didn't want to have to have a call around different Blackberries for different emails. Well, now we find out her personal devices were not certified um, in quotes because I guess there's some particular certification process and they were not uh, secure and they were never certified. We now find out that her top aides, Miss Cheryl Mills and Huma, their devices were quote destroyed. 
upgrade just because new ones came out, new um, upgraded versions came out. Yeah, right. Um, and then the day, then we also found out this week, which got all kinds of jokes going, Alicia, that this Platte River company that never was cleared to handle classified documents had basically had her server sitting in the outhouse. I mean, it is funny, but it's really not because this is the Secretary of State, Alicia. This is a woman that had classified documents, was involved in decisions that involved literally life and death for Americans. Four Americans died under her reign as Secretary of State. Many people are speculating that she's toast, but the FBI has come out and said right now they're still not declaring it a criminal investigation. Um, Somebody even said in a report that um, she's changed her speech. Now she says she did not receive any material that was marked or designated classified, which is the way you know whether something is. So basically she's trying to lay the groundwork for the fact that, you know, what her intent was. And it's not supposed to matter what the intent was under the Espionage Act, because the Espionage Act refers to any material related to national defense, not specifically classified documents. In fact, that's what they this is under 18 U.S. Code Section 793. And she and her aides are all subject to this. It's a serious felony statute. It carries up to 10 years in prison. And um, the lesser charge that they could get is the one that they got Petraeus on, and that was for unauthorized removal and storage of classified information. That goes up to one year. But really, um, what they did really should come under this for 10 years. Do you think she's going to be prosecuted? No, I don't. I don't either. Um, I mean, I, I think she could be, but I, I don't think she will be. And the reason is that uh, she's, she was a secretary of state. I think the political class is not going to want to to turn on somebody in such a high position, just like I think that it's unlikely that presidents would ever get prosecuted. Um, you know, Secretary of State is really just one of those positions where a lot of what she's going to do is going to be treated with privilege. I, I mean, obviously it's impacting her presidential campaign more than she would like, but I, I don't know that it will be enough to derail her from the nomination. Well, I am sickened to see, and I don't, I don't believe polls. I can't believe polls because they still have Jeb Bush in the lead. But to see polls that still have her ahead of almost every other Republican is incredibly disturbing to me. And I actually, I don't know how much of it to believe, but the fact that she is still running, I mean, where we are as a nation is so off the rails that I guess I should believe it. You know, it's like, it's like Planned Parenthood. You know, I go into a Chipotle and I can't even order carnitas. And I ask the guy, well, why don't you have carnitas? Oh, he says in his most, you know, elitist tone. Oh, because uh, we, we're not going to serve carnitas until we can serve responsible pork. And I'm like, what do you, what are you talking about? I, I saw that. Wait, what do you mean? Like you're, you're doing background checks? Yeah, yeah, like you're checking for pigs that pay their bills. What does that even mean? It's like you know, but oh, responsible pork. Meanwhile, they're on. The, you know, the same people don't like, see anything wrong like with overrun with pigs in the south. <laughs> you know, like right, they can't, they can't hunt them out fast enough. Right. I mean, but that's it's responsible pork. Exactly. Oh, OK, that's responsible pork. OK. Meanwhile, they're the same people that are concerned about responsible pig farming, are the same people that are OK with Planned Parenthood and OK that the secretary of state set up a private server. She's been corrupt. She's been lying all over the place. She's lying as much, if not more than Obama. And they seem to be OK with that. They seem to be OK with the fact that she's jeopardized the lives of people with classified documents that could be hacked. I mean, you look at this hacking that's been done with Ashley Madison. And they probably had a greater secured situation than she's got. Let's talk about this, Ashley yeah. Madison, because you said last night you had some you had some thoughts on this. OK, for those. Well, for those who aren't familiar with Ashley Madison, this is a an online dating service. Since when is a hooking up dating? I don't think anybody's getting a meal off of this situation, Alicia. But it's an online dating service. Be. Well, they might be. Define. Yeah. Define a meal. Um <laughs> sir- <laughs> <laughs> it's Friday. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Are we allowed to say that on air? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay, they specialize in online dating, connecting men and women, looking to cheat on their significant others. And, you know, so this site was hacked. Supposedly, the hackers say it was hacktivism, you know, that they did this, you know, to do some good for society by outing people. And you know who got outed? Was that Josh Duggar? Oh, really? No, I didn't know that. But mm-hmm. there you go. Oh, yeah. He's already had to admit it. Yeah, it was him. Because, I mean, he, you know, 
you can have somebody else can sign you up with an unverified email. But Josh Duggar had a credit card with a billing address that matched his grandma's house in Arkansas. He's not too bright. Anyway, um, what are your thoughts on this Ashley Madison situation? Well, first of all, you're right. The, um, they probably had excellent security, better security than Hillary Clinton would have had. Uh, this is, a, a, I believe, a $3 billion business. Mm-hmm. Uh, last I saw, they were, they were getting ready to do some kind of valuation a few months ago. And so my, my opinion is that actually, as much as I dislike people who are cheaters, I think it's despicable that they would go in and threaten to uh, release all this, all these names and take out this information. It is a crime. It's a, it's a cyber crime. I think it's sort of a terrorist activity to threaten to out all these people. They're just going to cause pain to a bunch of people, and you're not, it, it, they're not the victims of this, you know? Right. I mean, it, it, I, if this was somebody's wife who found out her husband and then she hacked, I might be like, well, I can kind of see why you're motivated for this. But really my reaction to this is, who are you people? Why don't you mind your own business? If right. you want to do activism, go do activism on something that, you know, our government, go go deal with government secrets of all the ways that they're screwing us and not, you know, and don't meddle with other people's lives. Right. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Why don't they go out and use that hacktivism and go and prove that Hillary Clinton and her server situation uh, was vulnerable? Vulnerable and did involve classified information and put every put every CIA, everybody's uh, supposedly she had emails on there with the location of Ambassador Stevens. That would have been a much better use of of their time and hacktivism than doing this, right. because all they've done is inflict pain on the family members and the spouses and the significant others uh, that were hurt. I Although I will say that supposedly a lot of government officials were and email ad- addresses were on there. But then again, you don't know how many were actually verified, but I'm with you there in, right. in terms of that story. I think it's well, despicable it, that people would do this. I really do. Yeah, and you know, if you're married to a politician, I mean, you, there's, there's chances are that <laughs> he's probably doing something he shouldn't be doing. It seems to be uh, it seems to run rampant in the political class, you know? Yeah. They certainly think they're 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 above the law, and they think they're above their vows too. Typically, right? Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. That's so, um, mm. but it, it bothers me though because we've got this um, this sort of rise in these hacker groups who are starting to interfere um, in government and private uh, industries. And while I am all for transparency in government, I'm also all for privacy. And you know it. It, what, what concerns me is what if they decide, for example, that they dislike how something's being done at a hospital and then they have and pull out our medical records and show them with the world or whatever. I mean, we had that happen with the government employee's HR files, you know. Right. So I, I start to get a little concerned about what these, these people who are basically just information pirates. Right. Absolutely. And uh, we still have not heard. We had an enormous breach, supposedly by the Chinese, that involved everybody who had a security clearance going back really a long way, which would include my mother. because She had a very high, high level security clearance. She's worked at almost every agency for the federal government. And, you know, we haven't heard anything since. And, you know, um, I can't I can't remember if it was Jonah Goldberg who wrote a great article about it, but he was like, hey, wait a second. The American people wake up. It, you know, it, it, it's if there were trucks hauling stacks and stacks and boxes and boxes of documents out with people's social security numbers on it, maybe then Americans would wake up and realize the threat that we have in terms of cybersecurity. And we do not have an administration on top of it. Absolutely not. And this is something that concerns me, you know, as a citizen in terms of our lives. And that's one reason why I didn't want Obamacare, because it, it you know, jeopardizes everybody's uh, lives in terms of identity theft. And once somebody's gotten into that and gotten your and, and also privacy, you know, we're supposed right. to, you know, the whole thing about Roe v. Wade was supposed to be about privacy. Well, where's our privacy now, particularly under Obamacare, where they want all of our records all in one place, our financial records, our medical records. Right. You know, the government, look at the NSA spying program that they've got, the billions and billions of dollar facility going on outside of Vegas that was started under the Bush administration. That was that construction was not just started recently. And, you know, I loved what Rand Paul said in that GOP debate when, when he shouted down Chris Christie. Christie, you know, acted all Mr. Tough, you know, because he was a 
state attorney general trying to justify the uh, listening and data mining of every American citizen. You know, you show probable cause before you start listening to me. It's the same thing with like the TSA and why they're groping little old ladies instead of paying attention to who really wants to take us down. It was not little old ladies that flew those planes into the Twin Towers on 9-11. Okay, so this is just... That's true. Yeah, I mean, it, it, how did we go from Ashley Madison to 9-11 and the TSA? <laughs> Only on I the Andrea show. Hey, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we are going to talk about Iran and the nuke deal. We're going to get into some economics. We're going to talk about that creepy Jared Fogel and Subway. And there's actually some business ethics and some business liability implications to that. So we're going to talk to Alicia about that and also the cleansing of Christians uh, in the Middle East. So don't change that dial, folks. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer. AM 1170, The Answer. Convenient homestyle recipes and unique menu favorites. Sombrero, your place for San Diego-style Mexican food. Roll tacos, California burritos, and don't forget your salsa. Sombrero Mexican food. We get it, too. Do you struggle with the day-to-day management of your business? Proteus takes the pain out of the business process management by providing you a complete system for efficiency, automation, continuity. Proteus is business solution that wraps itself around your business and grows with you. Gone are the days of multiple programs and systems for sales, inventory, customer management, and financial reporting. Proteus serves your business every day, all day, and revolutionizes the way you do business. Visit us today to see how Proteus can assist you online at www.proteuserp.com or call today 877-749-3533. Fresh Healthy Vending, the nation's largest healthy vending company, is looking for locations in this area to place its latest innovation. A fresh, healthy micromarket at absolutely no cost to your business. A fresh, healthy micromarket is like a mini health food store for your office break room. Choose from breakfast meals, fresh salads, wraps, hot meals, smoothies, cold-pressed juices, and more, all at a convenient self-checkout kiosk. Now you can offer your employees exactly what they want. All natural, healthy, fresh, and organic foods. Fuel productivity and creativity, decrease absenteeism, and increase morale. Fresh Healthy Vending is offering the first 20 offices that sign up $250 cash and 15% of the net profits each micromarket generates each month. For free information about this exciting and healthy opportunity, visit freshandhealthy.org to request your free machine. If you've got questions, we've got answers. AM 1170, The Answer. And if it is time, it's free help from the Welcome back to the Andrea K. Show. Little rebel yell going on here on the Andrea K. Show. With some giggles. Alicia and I having some fun before the break. Seriously, though, tonight's show, in part, is, is about this Black Lives, Black Lives Matters movement. Basically, the movement that only one particular class of citizen matters. Um, there's, few, there's too many people in this country that seem to think that their little identity group really matters and that, you know, um, their group matters. Black Lives Matters to them, um, but I guess babies' lives don't matter or, you know, Christian lives don't matter to some people and, um you know, white lives don't matter to some people. It's gotten ridiculous. You know, we need to all come together as a nation and realize the threats that we face and the enemies that are going on and what what th- jeopardizes our way of life and that all of our lives, you know, um, are under th- siege in some way or another. I mean, I hate to sound like a downer, Alicia, um, you know, but really everybody's lives matter. And we can a more positive way of putting it is if we focus on getting the right people in office, we focus on the issues, we focus on what the issues actually are and come up with a solution for it, then everybody's lives will be better. Everybody's lives will be enhanced instead of everybody sitting around feeling like they're a victim and whining and carrying on. Anything you want to add to that? 
Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. I mean, black lives do matter, but you're right. Everybody's lives matter. And I, the way, we have to be disciplined about government and how we rule ourselves as a society. And that means that we, we need to stop breaking up into small groups and giving handouts to basic, all these groups based on, well, this is not fair. This whole horrible thing happened to me, so it's not fair. I should get this. And, you know, and everybody does that. Now all we're doing is just trying to balance the interests of one group versus another. If you're disciplined about how you have uh, rights in society, we have our Constitution, we follow those rights, that applies to everybody, and it takes that judgment away. So we don't have to sit here and go, well, is a is the black person's life more important than a police officer's person? Exactly. You know, life. It's, it's, yeah. it's not. Everybody's lives are, more, are equally important. Exactly. If we get away from big government does, trying to come up with equal outcomes and just provide what our Constitution it was about, which was individual responsibility, individual opportunity, equal opportunity for all, then you don't have to have. See, liberalism is all about power. They're all about wanting to divide us, telling people that they're victims, offering some kind of little entitlement handout or whatever to get them on the hook. And that's what it's about. And so, you know, with this movement here, even Hillary Clinton came under fire because she dared to say all lives matter. And she was confronted by a guy at this rally who said to her, you know, you know, it seems as though it's all about, you know, why you know crimes on on us and there's not much that we can do to stop the violence and she was like oh well i guess not i guess then i guess i should just only talk to white people and she kind of put it back on him and they got really angry at her and i actually thought that was a good answer on her part at that point and then i saw an interview with sheriff clark and he said look he said he didn't feel sorry for her he said because the left created this monster and if you don't continue to feed the beast it's going to turn on you and that's Mm -hmm. what's happened and he went on to say that it's time for the black community to stop claiming victim status except in one area he said they are victims of liberalism and the left that seeks seeks to keep them oppressed with regulation and control and you're right we need to we need to get back to where you know if you make it be about equal opportunity then you don't have to divide, divide people by class and then you don't have people like this dopey guy Sean King going around pretending he's black when he's not. And he did it because he, he got special privileges. I guess he convinced, he's the guy who's been running around starting this whole movement. I guess he convinced Oprah Winfrey he was black and he got a scholarship to go to Morehouse College. I hope he has to pay yeah. it back if it's true. Okay, but this is what yeah, the kind of stuff that happens when you feed, you know, the monster of, you know, special class kind of thing. Yeah. So speaking yeah. of monsters. And, and you're and it's, and by the way, the, the point about the regulations is just dead on because people regular people can't start businesses and they can't improve their lives and, and who does that hurt the most? That hurts the poor people the most. So it's going to hurt the ghetto. Absolutely. And who and who uh, was hurt the most with in these Baltimore riots? Asian-owned businesses, people who came here with nothing and started up businesses and scrimped and saved and worked their butts off and their businesses were destroyed. And they were also, you know, employers and people who provided employment. Speaking of employment, big story that came out uh, this week that Jared Fogel, um, fat guy who slimmed down, um, eating Subway, got a big spokesperson gig, has pled guilty. He's looking at 12 years in, involving sex acts with minors and child pornography. I haven't really followed the story closely. Exactly what did he plead guilty for? Do you know? Well, yeah, so he's had um, at least uh, 12 sexual partners who were underage. And he, what he was doing was he was traveling and he would pay prostitutes to set him up with minors. Uh, women who he would pay for sex. So he's basically having sex with ch- child prostitutes or, or underage prostitutes. Wow. Uh, so he that and then his uh, foundation, the uh, the chair of his foundation had uh, child pornography on their computers, and they found that uh, that some of that pornography was also on his computers. And I don't, I'm not sure how much he was involved in the child pornography on on his on the uh, you know on the computers and how young the children were but certainly he had sex with underage girls specifically and intentionally well you know what uh, i hope i wish he would spend the rest of his life behind bars i think that we pay lip service in this country to children and underage girls like that are victims i, I and i pray yeah, to god absolutely. for the for these young girls whoever these prostitutes um were that they have been rescued and you know we even have states that don't even have megan's law at this point what liability is Subway looking at as an employer? I mean, what does it mean for a company if your employee on the clock is, you know, engaging in this? Are they liable? Well, potentially. So, of course, uh, Subway is keeping very quiet right now, and they've just cut ties with him, as they should. 
But uh, to the extent that he was traveling on subway business when he engaged in uh, these illegal activities, those, when you have sex with a minor, that's an assault on the minor. And it's not just, you know, it, you know it's not just a, um, engaging in prostitution and, and all that. I mean, he's literally assaulted the minor, and the families of that minor or the, or the minor when she comes of age can sue for damages. And they're going to sue. I mean, Jared Fuller has a serious amount of money, uh, but they're going to sue. Subway, if they can tie any of his activities to his, you know, his time at work. And so he's traveling uh, on behalf of Subway business, presumably. Um, they're going to claim that Subway was negligent and not paying attention when they sent him out and, and, put, and put them in harm's way. I mean, I think it's a, it, it might be a bit of a stretch, but certainly uh, a plaintiff attorney will try. And that will probably be quietly settled out of court. Well, you know, I had to, as a sales manager, I've had to let people go because of behavior that could be tied to the company. And I Mm -hmm. tried to always stay on top of it and and identify stuff that might be going on uh, before there was any blowback to the company. I tried to, I I had to sever ties. And particularly when we had salespeople out driving around in cars. What's that? that? One of the problems that Subway has is that Subway employees, knew about the behavior and complained about it. And oh. so Subway was, like, ignored it, um, or, you know, their managers didn't, t- didn't take action when they should have, then they're definitely going to have liability. Yeah. What's the, what's the liability for a company? And, and when you get into business ethics, I mean, you know, I, I know even from my days at Xerox, you know, we'd have people in town. I worked in Vegas for a year and we'd have bigs come to town and, you know, the sales managers, they'd all go to the gentlemen's clubs like any man's acting like a gentleman when he's in these places. Right. And they'd be right. running up the corporate card, you know, the Amex, you know, what exposure do the, do the companies have? Or is this just, you know, this kind of stuff that goes on? That kind of stuff does go on, but, you know, to the extent that uh, any of the employees feel sexually harassed by that behavior, their companies can definitely have exposure for that. And, you know, I typically advise my clients that really they need to stay away from, you know, sex and drugs when it comes to entertaining clients because you don't know who you're going to send and and it's not going to be worth it uh, when you get a sexual harassment suit or if somebody gets drunk and they and they hurt somebody or assault somebody. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, take somebody out to a nice dinner. Take them to, you know, Ruth's Chris. You know, the, right. the, the biggest. The yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, your biggest risk should be whether or not the steak gets overcooked. OK, when you're out there on the business trip. But you know what? Speaking of underage girls, though, I mean, you know, here we've got Hillary running around with that arrogant smirk on her face, which just makes me crazy. Mary DeBubba, who went to Epstein's Orgy Island. Any, invest, any investigation done there as to what what he did? Or is it because that happened off of American soil? It's, you know, not. Not well, worthy of investigation. I, well, it, you know, even things that happen off of American soil can still be, they can still create liability um, within the United States. So I don't know a lot about that particular It's because he's, it's because he's Bill. It's because he's Clinton, you know, for the same reason right. she gets to skate and she's not under any proper investigation for any of her behavior. He's not either in terms of what he did. Right. And, and I, he, he clearly assaulted. Bill Clinton clearly sexually assaulted women, and he's oh, not yeah. away with it. So, absolutely. And the fu- the funniest thing about Ashley Madison, I saw this quote is that Hillary, uh, Bill is more concerned about what's in Ashley Madison's server than <laughs> than Hillary's. <laughs> I don't think he's really concerned about too much. Um, uh, I don't think he's yeah. concerned. Yeah, and we all know. We all know, um, you know, you know who's probably in there is Bill Cosby. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, he's clearly there. Um, the Iran nuke deal. Deal. So. We know that um, this deal is a horrible deal for Israel and America. We know that. We know that this deal involves allowing them to keep their enrichment program. We know that this deal involves not spot inspections, um, but 24 days. We even know that after this, while this deal was being negotiated, they were burning our flag and chanting death to America. Um, we know that we have a buff- we had a buffoon uh, negotiating this on our behalf, John Kerry. We now find out, Alicia, that in addition to all that, 
we even know that after this, this deal came about, that they were they were cleaning up Parchin, and which was the big Parchin is the big facility that um, they that has been a part of their nuclear uh, weapon program. That initially the Obama administration said that they were going to have to close it down, and then they let them keep it open. We know that the Americans who were held hostage, there was no attempt to get them released. Basically, we know Iran get everything they wanted. Now we know, Alicia, they even get to self inspect their own program. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is like this is like letting you know your local wine penthouse. Yeah, it's like letting the the family alcoholic you know have the key to the liquor cabinet and inspect the liquor inventory. This is absolutely outrageous. This is even worse than finding out. That, you know, um, the uh, part of the terms and conditions with that we would intercede if anybody tried to take out their nuclear program. I mean, it could it get any worse for the American people than this. Now, according. No, I mean, no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't even know what to say about this. I mean, it's like we're speechless I, that this is going to meet. Like just, I mean, I, I, I understand that their, their whole purpose of this was like to make friends. But let me tell you, you know, if you go to a bully and you voluntarily give them your lunch money. The bully just thinks you're a sucker. He's not going to stop bullying you. Right. But and and this also shows to me some of the Democrats, how weak they are because of their mindset as well. You know, what else are you going to do? I mean, you might as well do this deal because there's nothing else. You know, you know, the Democrats are such bullies, but they're bullies are typically weak themselves. You punch them back and they crumble. So you got the bullies of the Democrat Party going up against a bigger bully and they crumbled, you know, in, in terms of negotiating this deal. And also, also part of the reason why this happened was because this was negotiated by the U.N. with the IAEN and the United States didn't even get a, a chance to participate in that. This was part of a secret deal that was done. We have abdicated our entire national security to the United Nations, who actually brought Ahmadinejad here to give a speech at the U.N., steps away from hallowed ground to ground zero, in which he spewed his Islamic hate against the United States. It's the same U.N. where President Obama was went to 13 days after Benghazi and lied and spewed support for Islam and actually went on to say that the future does not belong to those who would slander the prophet. He threw everybody under the bus at the U.N. That's the organization that negotiated this deal. And that is the mindset. You think about that speech he gave at the U.N. The future does not belong to those who slander the prophet Muhammad. He threw us under the bus and spit in the faces of those who died in Benghazi. He is a supporter of that regime over there. He is a supporter of the ideology. If for no other reason than the fact that it's all about the same ideology, and that is about a totalitarian system of control and tyranny. We got to take a break. That's my perspective. And before we take the break, I just got to say, that's why we need to, we need to defund Planned Parenthood, Alicia, and we need to defund the UN. That's my thoughts on that. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to talk about what's going on over in the Middle East. And we're going to talk about what's going on in Asia, in China. We've got a little economic news to talk about before we wrap up the show here. Want to start living better, longer? LaVita Compounding Pharmacy can help. Proudly improving the lives of over 10,000 patients, preparing personalized medications with the highest care, quality, and safety. Voted Union Tribune's best local pharmacy, LaVita specializes in bioidentical hormones, prescription, transdermal pain creams, and more. Let us help you find the path to living better, longer. Visit us at LaVitaRx.com or call 866-507-1990. I'm Nicole Donnelly, and for over 20 years, I've owned and managed Miramar Kitchen and Bath with one goal in mind, to offer great service and great value. Just listen to what our customers are saying. Service was excellent. Easy process, start to finish. We are really happy with our new bathroom. We've already talked to them about redoing our kitchen. They have our complete trust. Call Miramar Kitchen and Bath, 858-271-8434, or visit my showroom, just one half block off Miramar Road on Commerce Avenue. Contractors license 657-333. Kitchen The answer. Welcome back to the Andrea K. Show. Here with legal libertarian Alicia Dern. Hey, before the break, we were talking about uh, this Iran nuke deal and 
Obama's speech at the UN, in my opinion, why we need to get that UN off our soil. I think, and and I personally think that Ahmadinejad and it's like the Bush doctrine was: you're either for us, you're against us. And right now, the Obama administration is not for us in this New Deal. They are with our enemies. And what's going on over there um, in the Middle East is not just an issue with Iran, but it's also an, an issue across the entire Middle East for Christians. Um, I saw a great piece, an article in New York magazine that talks about um, the purging of Christians and the ethnic cleansing of them in the Middle East. From 1910 to 2010, the percentage of Middle Eastern population that was was Christian, and this is across the board, Egypt, Israel, Palestine, Jordan, uh, has declined. It was once 14 percent. It's now only 4 percent. Uh, in countries like Lebanon, which was the only country in the region where Christians held had held any kind of significant political power, the numbers have shrunk uh, over the past century to 34 percent from 78. This is in part primarily because of extremists that have targeted Christians and other minorities. And it's actually been way worse after the Arab Spring as dictators like Mubarak in, in Egypt and Gaddafi in Libya were toppled because these were dictators. They were strong men. Um, and they actually protected the minorities. And so allowing them to fall and allowing the Muslim Brotherhood to rise, just like we allowed the Shah to fall and um, radical Islam to rise in Iran, now we've got the purging of Christians all across that area. And that is because... Islam and, and and even within that, there may be the Sunni and there may be the Shia. But the bottom line is you either convert to their religion or you got to pay the, the tax or you die. That's the way it is. This is a caliphate. It is a conquest. And this is happening globally, so much so that a French mayor actually said that he's introducing uh, government legislation that will ban Islam. I've said here, Bridget Gabriel said it would never happen, but I think we need to, at least here in the country, we need to label it a political ideology because it is. That's what Sharia is. It's a political ideology. And what's happening around the world is also starting to happen here. That's why we had a woman who was beheaded in Oklahoma. Okay. That's what this ideology is about. And whether it, it whether it's um, bombs at a Boston Marathon, whether it's a beheading in Oklahoma, whether it's some, you know, um, army guy, Nadal Hassan going into Fort Hood and, you know, mowing people down. It's all the same ideology. And we need to if all lives matter, then we need to make sure that all American lives matter against this enemy. An economic enemy that we're facing, Alicia, is um, China. And I wanted to do some economic news tonight, but it's so complicated what's happening economically. We are being crippled economically from a variety of different ways. We've got $17 trillion in debt. We've got an unfunded entitlements that we cannot possibly cover. We have Social Security that people actually paid into that are possibly never going to get a, see a dime of. We've got a third of Americans that are completely out of work, so they're not paying into Social Security. Uh, we've got almost half of Americans that are receiving some form of taxpayer assistance. There's no government money. So every dollar that goes out to any American comes from the pockets of another. And there's only so many people working, Alicia. And when we get to the point where we've got more takers and makers, we're dead. On top of it, the stock market is down 300 points this week. Many experts are predicting a stock market crash by the end of the year. And then we find out this week that on Tuesday, China devalued their yuan. I'm not even sure I'm saying it right. Um, and this is a critical decision. And let me explain why you talked last week. I think it was about, um, the Chinese debt situation we were facing, I think. Um, yeah, yeah the, by cutting the value of this almost 1.9% against the dollar, they did this. The people's bank of China did this in an attempt to reform the regulation. And they also followed some of the IMF's suggestions when it came to changing those regulations. And basically, China has gotten together with the IMF and the Internet. The IMF has basically had a 10 year plan to replace the U.S. dollar as the world's top reserve currency. And so this is a move to make that happen. Many people would be like, well, what does that mean for us? Well, what it means is that if uh, the Chinese yuan becomes the reserve currency, it will trigger a transfer of roughly a trillion dollars into Chinese assets in just the first few years. And what that means is that's going to come from the sale of U.S. treasuries, which is how most governments hold our dollars. And that means they're going to dump their holdings. And that means the U.S. dollars are going to get flooded under the market, which means we're going to have inflation because that more dollars means the less they're going to be worth. And it's going to take more dollars to buy stuff. And, you know, mm -hmm. then what can end up happening is then you can end up with the IMF basically 
being the world's bank and the, the world's monetary system. I don't know if people can really understand how serious this is. Right. It's actually it's a really serious problem. And there's been a move now throughout the Obama administration to devalue the dollar. And uh, uh, it's an, an international move away from the dollar being the world's currency. And uh, it's going to majorly destabilize our economy as well as uh, make us much poorer compared to the rest of the world. So we are, you know, right now we are still much wealthier nation than the rest of the country and the rest of the world. And that is going to disappear. Yeah, so I guess, you know, the goal is to uh, equalize the United States by making it poorer with the rest of the world. You know, that's, they're succeeding in that. Well, yeah, and you add this on to that TPP, Trans-Pacific Partnership deal, which they desperately wanted China I- included in. That's also a part of evening out. It's it's the grand, you know, Marxist scheme, you know, to, the, the spread of misery and the spread of mediocrity. And it's all about, you know, everything that's going on right now with this Iran nuke deal, with this, um, it, it, with, with even with Planned Parenthood, it's all a part of a scheme overall to... Um, minimize American culture, to minimize our role in the world, to neuter us economically and militarily, and to really um, set us up uh, for failure, basically. And, and, you know, and I think that this is one of the reasons why Donald Trump is so popular, because he's striking a nerve with a lot of people who are going, wait a minute, we have no national pride anymore. America is becoming weakened. And we're, you know, that whole idea of American exceptionalism is being completely uh, brushed under the rug, and, and we're being told that we're bad for thinking that America is a great country. And that's really sad, because that's what, you know, our drive is what has made this country so wealthy and allowed us to do so much good, not just for our own people, but around the world. Right. And then you also look at the situation, you say American people, some people are coming down on Trump because they're like, make America great again. You know, th- th- we are, what about American exceptionalism? Well, we still are exceptional as a country, but that has been diminished. Make no mistake about it. There has been damage done to us and it's almost too late. And that's what Trump's message is about. He's like, we need to make this country great again. And when you look at what China's doing with the IMF to hurt us, basically, and to shove the, the, the dollar back away from being the world's currency, who do you trust to handle that situation, Trump or Jeb? Jeb, who comes from the family of one world government. You know, I, I want somebody who's got the smarts. I look at the life that he's built and that business that he's built and the family that he's built. And I say, you know what? We need somebody who knows how to hand look the Chinese in the eye and say, oh, no, you're not doing that. Yeah, and actually understands currency, understands money, understands negotiations and deals and understands trade and can actually work as a leader to turn things around. And it, in, a, in a way that actually will restore greatness. And, you know, people, I discounted Trump initially, you know, and I'm still not saying he's necessarily my guy because, you know, I'm still concerned about some of his positions and other things. But you know what? There is no perfect candidate. And right now I'm willing to put my 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 money behind somebody who can turn things around economically, because that's really where all of our lives, not getting back to the all lives matter, everybody's life will be negatively impacted if we don't get our hands around the economy. Not every other issue affects everyone, but the economic situation affects every life out there and all lives matter. Alicia, thanks for being in with me tonight. And I look forward to hanging with you Monday night as well. Will you be with me Monday? I hope so. I've got a little, you know, medical thing that I have to deal with. So hopefully I will be uh, better and uh, and ready to talk with you on air. Well, I hope so. Prayers for you, my friend. We'll, we'll keep, keep me posted on that. And I hope you all had a great time listening to me and Alicia here tonight. We hope you have a wonderful weekend. This is the Andrea K. Show right here on AM 1170, The Answer. Follow me on Twitter at Andrea K. Show. Friend me on Facebook. Alicia's on Twitter and Facebook as well. And we will be here right here on Monday night, 8 to 10 p.m. Pacific time on AM 1170, The Answer. Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. The answer is sponsored by Andrea K. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.